coming. So today we're going to get into it. Uh, I know, Caleb, you got a few things for us. What do you want to talk about today? I do. Um, so I found uh, more of the weirder side of science. Weird science. Great <laughs> movie. Also, great thing to research. Um, the first one I found that I really enjoyed was uh, some scientists at Vanderbilt University back yeah. in, I believe, 2016 um, modded a cotton candy machine <laughs> to make capillaries. Like blood capillaries. Yes, yeah. Okay. Um, so the big issue that um, making artificial capillaries they've been running into is they could easily make it two-dimensional um, with uh, stuff. I like how, yeah. Uh, oh, hey, listen. <laughs> I know we're making blood vessels over here, but to be clear, the trick's the third dimension. The first two dimensions of artificial blood vessels, easy. You, you say that, that but <laughs> one of the scientists... Well, yeah, I say that because I don't do it for a living. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the scientists even said, he's like, yeah, the, the big issue that we have is with two dimension, two dimension's easy, <clears throat> three dimension's hard. But I'll they made this cotton candy it. machine, and they're like, we can do any dimensions we want. Third dimension... I guess throw time in there, make it fourth dimension. Fifth dimension blood <laughs> cotton candy. You can smell it. Uh, <laughs> it's That's 40. what happens in the fifth dimension is you can smell Those are your senses. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, those are dimensions. <laughs> you um, have five dimensions. Touch, <laughs> touch taste, smell, Thinking sound, and love. time. In <laughs> um, oregano. Uh, no, so, yes, they modded, they bought a can cotton candy machine for 40 bucks. I mean, I've done that before. Yeah, well, did you mod it to make capillaries? No, I made old-fashioned, <laughs> I made alcohol. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, these, uh, he, it's really funny. So, the technique they called it is electrospun fibers, because that's essentially what a cotton candy machine does. It's a motor that heats sugar, spins it fast. It's the coolest wool or cotton gin you've ever seen. Yeah. It's like that, uh, but for your blood. So, yeah, they used uh, hydrogel. Um, okay, you can't just... <laughs> they used hydrogel, you know. Our, what is hydrogel? So, a hydrogel is um, kind of like... The same consistency as hair gel, but it's a water-based gel. Um, hydrogel. Hydrogel that cells and stem cells, you can incorporate them. The hydrogel is the scaffolding, so it, Heard. it holds those stem cells... Um, into whatever shape you want to form them into. So they ended up loading up hydrogel full of stem cells into this $40 cotton candy <laughs> machine that they rigged around. up, spun it, and it accurately mimicked human capillaries. Because of the way that we grow them out. Yeah, yeah. So so it kind of... Does that have to do with the relationship between gravity and uh, centrifugal force? You think? I believe so, yeah. yeah. It, the way it kind of <laughs> spidered it out from the middle... Sure closely mimicked to how yes, our okay. actual circulatory system what a, works. What a fun accidental discovery. I mean, it, I'm sure it was not, no discoveries entirely, well, some were, but very <laughs> few nowadays are entirely accidental. You have some context of what you're getting into yeah. by a cotton candy machine. But, man, I wonder how stoned that guy was, or that <laughs> gal was, or th them, whoever came up with this. Yeah, it was, was a, like, it was a team of scientists. Yeah, very stoned in a hot tub that were like... I bet if we got a cotton candy machine, do you think they tried it out with like a drill beforehand? Um, well, <laughs> give so, me your, some of your plasma. I got an idea. The way they did it, they said um, the analogies everyone uses to describe electrospun fibers, or they look like silly string or cheese whiz, okay, or cotton candy. So the head scientist on this was like, "So we decided to give cotton candy machine a try. We <laughs> went to Target, 
spent 40 bucks. <laughs> I like and... that after that was a cheese whiz machine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't know what a cheese whiz machine was. Yeah, they saved uh, themselves some embarrassment by pulling it off with the cotton candy machine. Because otherwise we might have seen that full list of all their other ideas. <laughs> yeah, they packed blood into like an aerosol can. <laughs> We're like, this sucks. This bath bomb isn't doing what I thought it would. Uh, but they also said there's a catch-22 with it. There always is. Um, because they still used sugar um, in the cotton candy machine to kind of mimic the shape, to kind of make those oh, structures. Oh, it, yeah. And then they tried to pour the hydrogel um, that had the cells in it on top of it. Well, the hydrogel is mainly water. Yeah. Water dissolved the sugar, as we've all probably seen <laughs> that video of the raccoon putting cotton candy into water oh, yeah, the most to try to clean it off, <laughs> which is the cutest video I've ever seen. Um, so he said, yeah, that's the catch-22. They still kind of have leaps and bounds to go. Sure. Um, but they're also trying to make a more sophisticated machine to do it, other than yeah, the $40 cotton candy Yeah, they probably, machine. hey, let's, let's figure out a real machine for this. Um, but that's how they kind of used the base. It's the Mach 1. It's yeah. the prototype. Um, and they said that about 90% of the stuff they did with the cotton candy machine just didn't end up working. <laughs> um, and now they've started built, building their own machine. Now about 60 to 70% of what they make isn't working. That's cool. So that's a 20% increase. Yeah, no, that's an inc I, I've I've created things from thin air before and you know iteration is king it's necessary so it, the idea that they're already getting that close with what started as a cotton candy machine <laughs> you know blood syrup in it is pretty the, cool the most terrifying cotton the idea candy that machine. it could like you know so because i mean the idea there then would be to transplant those blood vessels i'm guessing yeah so um or they're just playing around and they're like hey <laughs> they're look just, what happened yeah they're just having fun yeah no uh what the team said is their goal is to create essentially a toolbox of different type of machineries to make synthetic um, vascular systems. Okay. Uh, to go with artificial or to sustain artificial livers, kidneys. Oh, okay. Pancreas, bones. Pancre is that what it is? Is it pancreas? I think that's the plural pancreas. Maybe it's octopuses. Bones? I don't know. Is it bones or is it? <laughs> yeah, the no. Plural of pancreas is not bones i can't tell you that much uh, that's a that's an interesting idea kind of you know well and we're going to get into more with stem cells and sort of you know replacement stuff yeah uh but the the idea of making these blood vessels sort of almost as a supplementary thing almost feels like the cart before the horse but it also feels like just a tremendous amount of forethought also i don't i'm i know as much as the rest of us that can read as many articles as possible so i'm certainly not an expert <laughs> Um, not what Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, we're we're definitely not like. Oh, come on, we can bust this out in an afternoon, you guys. Yeah, we might talk about a lot of you know conspiratorial stuff or cryptids or ghosts or what have you, but we're definitely not firm believe. We're firm believers that when Malcolm Gladwell was talking about ten thousand hours to uh, become an expert <laughs> in something, he did not mean ten thousand hours on an unvetted uh, Instagram page or a Facebook page yeah, or something on yeah. TrueFacts.net. Yeah, yeah, Infowars. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they have also added a couple of different things to try to stabilize it. Some stuff worked, some stuff didn't. Okay. Um, gelatin yeah. to try to stabilize it. That's a decent uh, emulsifier. Uh, trans, I always say it wrong, transglutamase, meat glue. Yeah, meat glue. Meat glue, yeah. um, if you work in a kitchen <laughs> or are weird. Um, <laughs> and 
then they saw that the combination of the two, okay, uh, the meat glue, the enzyme and the meat glue kind of forced the gelatin to stabilize quicker. Okay, that's at cool. that high heat. Yeah. Um. So, and it also made it, because uh, if you've ever made Jello, um, and you've let it sit for a while, it starts to break down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The meat glue, the enzyme and the meat glue, kind of made it irreversibly gel. So it made it gel and it stopped it from turning back into liquid. Okay. So yeah, there's still a hurdle to get over. Yeah, there's yeah. there's still a long way to go, but it's still very weird. Yeah, it's cool stuff. <laughs> it, it's though, really man. cool. What a weird idea. I love the fact that like twenty years from now, or hopefully more than twenty, depending on how well I take care of myself. <laughs> let's say Forty to fifty years from now, I'm gonna need some sort of replacement organ. Well, and it's, the predecessor to that was a Target cotton candy machine. Well, yeah, my immediate thought is like uh, it, that. What I think that's probably when I think of blood vessels um, and them being like a thing you could buy to put in your body. Yeah, plastic surgery. You oh yeah, reflush your face. Yeah, are you kidding? If you could bring back the you want youthful skin, here you go. Here's blood back at the surface again. Well. Uh, that kind of transitions into my next article, <laughs> uh, youthful blood. I see. It's interesting <laughs> that we can be talking about medical. So I feel like youthful blood curses this podcast on every episode, no matter what we're talking about. Sooner or later, it comes back to blood. Uh, yeah. No, this one was weird. Okay. Uh, this one was Do tell. the Neural Stem Cell Institute, uh, okay. which is in New York. Yeah. Uh, they said, quote, these exciting papers are just a starting point which really piqued my interest um, because they took blood from a young mouse and put it into an old mouse and it started um, helping its memory. Uh, they like made it do little memory games. It started decelerating or sometimes even reversing um, organ death Okay. in the old mice. Don't... Pay attention to me. I'm just looking up adrenochrome because I think that's <laughs> no, what that adrenochrome is, is. Like they even talk about in the article, they're like, "Yeah, we know this sounds like vampires. <laughs> like we're taking blood and putting it into an old mouse." Um, oh, but there no. is science behind it. We are going to get eaten alive for this. Yeah, no, we're kind of <laughs> describing adrenochrome. Well, but isn't this also kind of dialysis? Like, because that's what dialysis does. It you know it takes yeah. your blood and it and it, it filters, filters it and, and puts, puts it back. back in your body. This is this is notch 11 on dialysis okay. essentially so the the science behind it because we're talking about science it makes me think of fury road yeah where you yeah. have the blood bag <laughs> the blood bags. when you're not feeling too well that's bait uh, <laughs> uh, science behind it is there's a protein found in your blood okay uh called the gdf 11 which is growth differential factor okay um and so this is kind of like a roadmap that regulates stem cell activity. Okay. So what was happening was when you take the young GDF-11, put it into an old body, and it starts to incorporate itself, the old body stem cells are like, oh, we're supposed to be mimicking what this is telling us to mimic, Sure. which is the young stem cells. So it's essentially tricking the body into healing itself because it's like, Oh well, this thing is telling us where we have to be this way, yeah, yeah. and we're a. Well, that's how cells work. Yeah, we're a substantially shittier version <laughs> than what this is telling us to be. So let's fix ourselves to be like that. Sure. And so this uh, brings up a whole, like, slew of things for like 
heart disease or Alzheimer's. Yeah, I mean... Or, sadly, which it will probably end up being, rich people being young again. <laughs> well, yeah, that's um, Elysium. Isn't that what that's basically about? I you believe know, so, like, yeah. Like, the going up to the... Matt Damon wants to break into the immortal uh, sort of like living suburb cloud. in the sky. Yeah, the suburbs in the sky. So he can get his. But hair it makes back. me. It definitely thinks. You know, I. This is uh, every kind of warning for this, I suppose. But it just makes me think of like the funniest conspiracy theories that we hear all the time. You know, like yeah. the things that Chris tells us, like the most severe things that are like. <laughs> these satanic cults that are cultivating the blood of newborn babes and you know like all of the 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 wackos on the pro-life side that are like they're turning our babies into to satan's you know it, yeah this is going to be a mark of the beast heavy podcast i feel like probably it's just yeah the, the nature of it but it just it's funny to me because it's i worry that's amazing and it's cool and it's a I don't know what the conversation is, but I think there's an interesting one to be had about the fact that, at least scientifically speaking... Scientifically speaking, that, you can take a young yeah, blood... Yeah, actually might really work! They, they do state that... Um, Lovecraft they, would be going nutty about this. Yeah, he would also be shouting some slurs, but yeah, that's Lovecraft. Yes, yeah, uh, he would really be struggling right now. <laughs> it's like, everything's so PC, I just want to write about octopus monsters and call my cat a slur. Um... <laughs> But no, they they did say that they're probably years, if not decades, away from it working for humans. Is that fascinating that it works at all, though? It is. You know? It is fascinating that it works at all. Um, I wish I could get a mouse's input on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are a ton of different weird things that I saw. I didn't, I didn't end up picking a lot of the ones that I saw with mice, but of course mice are a really popular test subject. Yep. Yeah. Well, they evolve um, quickly. They do. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of which being, I'm sure you've seen, it was pretty popular when it first happened. They grew like a human ear. Yeah, well, on the yeah. side of a mouse yeah. using stem cells. Yeah, like flesh farming is a thing that yeah. is common enough to have a term. Uh, and yeah, you know, you see, I think everybody's been on the scroll or whatever and seen the odd picture or what have you. But yeah, I, I mean, and it's interesting. I am empathetic for that sort of thing. It's a, when I think of, uh, the first one, you know, the idea of sort of farming organs to me, I, the ethics of that, I think, are a little more understandable than if we were going to do it, say, for, um, well, you know, like for vanity reasons that we would see in something like um, de-aging. You know, like, I wonder yeah. what, what are the effects that that has on, it's fantastic that it does that to the cells. I wonder what it does, like, to the brain. How does that benefit the brain? Does it stop the brain from de well, breaking down like no, the brain so, is a box a you know it's a it's a gooey channel of electricity like yeah. it's, a, it's a conductor it you know it can only um they kind of dipped into that they had the young mice and the old mice um do different like mazes and memory games yeah um and they used <laughs> that as a benchmark and then after they introduced uh the GDF-11 into the old mice, they had them do it again. Okay. And it did show significant improvement in their, like, motor functions and their, like, ability to complete tasks and their memory. Because this sort of stuff, outside of, you know, satanic cults and people screaming on 
on the internet. <laughs> what it makes me think of is Captain America. I think of like Super Soldier and like the Super Soldier serum. Yeah. You know, like that's what it makes me think of because that's always what that shit is. It's always some <laughs> blood in that thing that's yeah, apparently one goo. ounce of it is, is enough. Well, that's if it's from space. Is enough to turn you into some Super Soldier. You know, I wonder if if this works. What if what if this hormone allows us to, you know, we we're talking today a lot about medical advancements and being further, and we're getting to a place now where our brain is a big part of that conversation. Obviously, it's going to be a part of this conversation. We will get to Neuralink. We're just going to talk yeah. about it later. Uh, do the chip. That's the real kicker at the end. Yeah, well, it's kind of the headline story, yeah, because everybody wants to talk about the chip. But, you know, I do think about what it means for humanity and it seems like all of these efforts are done to keep us youthful um, and to keep us healthy. And it's interesting that those are such a tied thing. You know? Yeah, it's uh, it definitely seems like a lot of advancements are trying to cheat death. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's like, you know, uploading your consciousness to the cloud. San or... Junipero, one of the best episodes of Black Mirror. Oh, yeah. I mean, Black, <laughs> we probably won't immediately address other than right now Black Mirror too much on this episode, but this entire episode is about Black Mirror, basically. Essentially, the, the reality of Black Mirror. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the reservations that are brought up in that show are ones that are relevant to medical advancements, because medical advancements are an easy place to hide your selfishness. You know, like, it's really easy to justify growing uh human organs or growing blood um vessels or you know doing these um blood <laughs> therapies in the name of saving some people's lives and increasing yeah. their quality of life but as we all know as you've touched on a couple times inevitably that's going to turn into whoever has the bag is the one who can afford the, to be young yeah it's like uh it's like the difference between people who get botox in their knee to yes. stop joint pain and people who get Botox uh, to inevitably look like a porcelain doll. Yep. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. a porcelain doll, a ventriloquist doll. Yeah, yeah. Just is what no I was thinking No more expressions. Of. Yeah, your face gets kind of frozen. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a question of ethics. Like, if they, which they ultimately will, I'm sure, roll this out to human testing, yeah. you run into the ethics of, okay, well how young do you need? Are you going to be taking blood samples from children or teenagers? John 117? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be... Uh, we're going to have Spartans. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, where where does the line stop, essentially? Um, and that's a huge ethics question. Yeah, yeah, it's a tremendous... I mean, like, how old is a child then, you know, is there's such a thing as being old enough? When is it appropriate? When it's... I mean, look... Currently, you can look at how we approach, um, you know, transition for young people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people who are extremely close-minded to that idea. Yes. There's a lot of questions. Uh, we here are very open-minded to the idea, and I think the science and the information is up to the people who are choosing to do so. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not... Gonna, I'm certainly not going to speak on it. I'm all for it. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, but I think it's very similar. You know, it's a... It's granted... I think a lot of conservatives would probably see it as as very different, but to me it's very similar. It's a matter of, like, you know, sort of... We know that we have a finite amount of time in yeah. life, so it's kind of like maximizing your identity. But yeah, so, like, what doctors are accomplishing, accomplishing, accomplishing with uh, CRISPR and things like that, like gene editing is really wild. I read a story that in March, I think it was, in Oregon, uh, doctors were able to use CRISPR to reverse blindness in someone. Oh, that's two. 
Yeah, it's wild, dude. It's weird. Yeah, it's really, really wild. It's it's crazy to think that you could completely undo something so permanent. Like, uh, some of the people listening to the podcast might know this, but anybody who isn't on that list wouldn't. Uh, I shoved a wrench through my eyeball uh, late late last year, about this time last year. Yeah. Uh, last October. It's a good time to do it. Easy to wear an eye patch, but... When I did that, I was very convinced that I was done for. Um, and it was one of the cooler bits of medical science I'd ever seen because I had, <laughs> trigger warning, but I had a completely deflated eyeball. They call it a full globe puncture. It looked like a, a raisin. And I spent a couple hours in surgery and I came out, my eye was full again, I had vision again. And that to me alone was wild. Like what you can do if you properly reassemble the human body and what it can do. Mm-hmm. And then you start to give it super serum and all these other things. And you start to like this <laughs> blood magic, uh, you know, and you start to see, I think, uh, a lot of potential. It's potential we've written about in science fiction for almost yeah, 100 years. Like the, what is it? Million Dollar Man, Six yeah, Million Dollar Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, that's how that's how Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's his his actual name is Steve Williams, but Doctor Death is named Steve Williams, so he had to be Steve something else. And yeah, the Million Dollar Man, his his name's Steve Austin. Yeah, that's why they call him the Bionic Redneck. <laughs> <laughs> the other part's because he used to beat his wives. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't anymore. Now he just has dogs. Uh, but yeah, so it's it, all of this is pretty interesting in the way that it can be applied. Um, obviously, the doors are really, really open. But now we're living in a time where we've been thinking about this for a long time. Yeah. People have been talking about it for a long time, and now we're there. So it's kind of like, yeah, we all know this stuff, but isn't it wild to think that, like, even, you know, when I was a kid, there were certain things that were fantasy that are doable now. Yeah. And that's wild. Like, legitimate, like, life-saving things. It's one of my favorite little anecdotes about um, medical innovation and uh, tech innovation and where they come together in a funny place is Dean Kamen. Do you know who Dean Kamen is? I do not. Dean Kamen uh, is an absolute genius, one of the most uh, brilliant engineers alive. He invented the portable blood dialysis machine so that you'll oh, okay. be able to have dialysis at home. Um, because dialysis is blood therapy that's got a cycle, so filter your blood. Um, he also uh, gave us pretty much all the gyro- modern gyroscopic technology we have because he built this incredible wheelchair called the iBot. That was a wheelchair that could walk upstairs. It can stand up in grocery stores. So I have seen grab things. Yeah. yeah, so that's a Segway. Uh, he also invented the Segway. The Segway is one of the gyroscopes from that wheelchair turned into a fun device. And I I thought it was, I think it's very fascinating to see how people treat Dean Kamen and treat the Segway uh, on its own merits. Yeah. You know, because people are very quick to poke fun and... But what about your grandma that's on a portable dialysis machine? So, like, I only I know that all seems kind of far away from what we're talking about, but I only bring it up because I think that this technology and the minds that come up with it are capable of a lot of different things, and the applications sometimes aren't quite as obvious how beneficial they're going to be to society right away. Isn't uh, this is a little tangent? But isn't he kind of this like is a, a we, yeah, this we whole record thing's this a tangent. A, uh, yeah, an hour long uh, tangent every day. Isn't he kind of like a modern day Frankenstein in the sense that he was killed by his creation? No, that's not is, true. Is Dean that, Kamen's alive. Is that just like some weird I want to set this very straight. <laughs> Dean Kamen did not ride a Segway off a cliff. That's some weird frat boy dumbass beer pong logic. I've heard happened. that. No. <laughs> He's a man who deserves a lot of people's respect. He's worked really hard to keep a lot of people alive. And he practices black blood magic. You heard it here first. Uh, No, he didn't ride a Segway off a cliff. I just wanted to clear that up, because I did hear about it. 
Um, I got some bad news about Santa Claus. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, my mom took care of that one for me. Um, no, so yeah, this I keep I keep roping back to this because it's <laughs> just where my brain. I want to talk going. about it. Uh, this whole biohacking thing, yeah. Um, especially with CRISPR and yeah. DNA engineering and DNA therapy, sure. Uh, reminds me of this. It was a clip on, I believe, National Geographic that I watched, um, where they took a chicken egg, yep, cracked it open, and using different sorts of like CRISPR and uh, I believe it was CRISPR that they used, kind of reverted it back to resemble a dinosaur. Interesting. Like, cause there's a there's a gene that shortens its tail, so they took that out to keep the tail long. Sure. Um, they kind of there's one that controlled feather growth, so they kept the feathers smaller, okay, um, and more streamlined, so it was more close to the body, which we have since found. Dinosaurs had feathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, my favorite, my favorite, uh, like retconned uh, dinosaur design is definitely the Velociraptor. Because everybody's like, oh yeah, the Velociraptors are so cool. And it's like, okay, just to be tiny. clear, they were like the size of a turkey. They were ugly as sin. And they looked like birds if birds had been half-pecked to death by the rest of the birds. Yes. Yeah, they were really gross. They also weren't like 10 feet tall like in Jurassic Park. No, they were Park. as big as a turkey. Um, which, funnily enough... They also uh, didn't have that sick claw. No, they didn't yeah. have claws. <laughs> um, but yeah, just this idea of kind of playing with destiny when yeah, it comes to stuff not like kinda, that. kind of, like fully well, trying yeah. to re-engineer the way that, you know, everything exists. Yeah, it's it's so strange Minecraft to me. Minecraft for the human body. It's, it's that weird thing, what happens when you start playing God? Well, lots of, I mean, we've seen lots of things. What's interesting to me is I wonder if an anti-vaxxer would take a artificially grown heart. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I... I think it was Ireland. Just uh, this makes me sound like a doofus, but anybody correct me. I know one nation just made uh, organ donorship compulsory. It could be Singapore, actually. I think it might have been Sing. Um, and I think that's an interesting idea. I wonder something like that here. I feel like would be seen as such a. And by here, I mean in parts unknown, where we absolutely live, and not in the United States, Canada, or anywhere else that speaks English. It's just a coincidence. We live in the outer rim. Yeah, the outer rim, <laughs> the outer loop. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, I wonder if people would even go for it, you know? Probably not. Um, <laughs> I feel like I could easily, after seeing how people behaved about masks, I could only imagine how somebody would be about a new lung. Yeah. You know, like this idea that it can't, especially if it was grown from a pig. I also wonder if I don't, I don't know. And we'd have to ask somebody, uh, maybe on Sunday I could find somebody, but I wonder what the religious ethics of... Um, I don't know, like growing. Uh, I feel like we talk a lot about how uh, the Constitution needs to be up updated. Yeah. I feel like all of our old institutional texts need that. Yeah, because now what? It, like, where does that fall under the Ten Commandments or whatever your religion might be? Where does it fall in your traditional teachings? It's, because it's so far removed from what anybody could have imagined was possible. Yeah, like the whole. Uh, not to ruffle too many feathers, the whole Second Amendment argument of like, well, they said we can have them. Yeah, well, they had fucking muskets where it took you 20 minutes to fire a single shot. Yeah. They were like, yeah, that's cool. You can have that. Not, you know, something that can shoot 150 rounds in three minutes. Yeah, I'd also like to think that in, you know, 
hundreds of years, we've found a slightly better way to solve a, a problem. Yeah. You know, come to consensus than, oh, I guess we'll just shoot about it. Well, I guess we'll just shoot about it. You would think we found this better I know, solution. I know, you have these people that fetishize this primitive world, and that's it, right? You know, I wonder if those people that are like, no, we have to live off the land. No, we have to be like we once were, even though they have no clue what that is and are probably from another country, which means, anyway, it's a different conversation, <laughs> but they never lived off the land, so it's an interesting idea to be like, I refuse this modern technology. I don't, and I, again, I'm purely saying this, you know, I'm posturing, I'm not saying that anybody, I'm not quoting anybody, but I can't help but wonder that at some point, somebody in that conversation very early on isn't going to step up and be like, it goes against my belief, because like, what if you, I wouldn't imagine that if it's not very haram to get, uh, like, or kosher for that matter, yeah, to get a lung that was grown in a pig, yeah, because that's not halal. Because I feel like that the idea of well, because with kosher, I know uh, that's the one I'm more familiar with. Um, it is not kosher to eat of an animal with cloven hoof, exactly. Yeah, so what if you are. You're not ingesting meat you from an animal. Are one. Yeah, you're actively. I mean, are it you ingesting you. it? Because you know, like where, to, like again, <laughs> yeah. not our problems to solve. Not yeah. our. We're definitely not trying to make any way, accusations. Way, way, way above or below way, our pay grade. Yeah, I'm not, not sure. Just, uh, over there from our pay grade. <laughs> it's way not our pay grade. Yeah, this is, dude, I'm not even supposed to be here today. This pay grade's yeah. an entirely different ballpark. I'm just gonna start mixing. Like so, idioms and stuff. Yeah, it's an, yeah. <laughs> like uh like this from, ballpark charges in a different currency. From the from the first episode, the guys that like if this country had a king and I was a gambling <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then I would bet that it's not kosher to get a liver from a pig to use as your liver, not as liver that you would eat. Yeah. yeah. That's a it's a weird yeah, it's a weird idea. Um, I mean how possible even is that? growing because I, I we talk about ears we talk about that stuff but i feel like the other day you and i were talking about some i know some something about pigs and organs yes okay. uh you asked how possible is that the answer <laughs> um scarily too possible <laughs> that's why it's in my mind uh, yes um so back in 2016 okay um group of scientists in california university of california um made hybrid embryos that were part pig hybrid embryo is the lost lincoln park album oh man you, see <laughs> remember i said last week i'm gonna have the running running gag of where we say something and it's gonna be my band name <laughs> yeah hybrid, hybrid embryo, embryo would be an awesome one that's the name of a band that came in third in a high school battle of the band yeah that are still around <laughs> yeah for sure yeah <laughs> they they're still talking about it they graduated high school 15 years ago and they're still playing like shitty diy shows um <laughs> In like their their own basement because they all live together. Given stick and pokes out at forty five. Oh man, to twenty year old. I think we know someone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so they made these hybrid embryos um, to essentially make pigs with human organs yes. to use as transplants. Um, Imagine having a like literally having a pig's anus. <laughs> you know, they're always like those hot dogs are all lips and assholes. What if that's exactly what I need? <laughs> uh, but the idea was to genetically modify animals with human organs. Okay, um, to use for transplants and stuff. Given fish lungs. Oh, 
the thing that scared me most about this article, not the whole, again, playing God thing and giving pigs human insides, <laughs> was what they called these embryos. Um, they called them chimeras. Um, I <laughs> you feel know, like a griffin might have a problem with that. You know, the famous part lion, part goat monster in Greek mythology. They're like, what should we name this human-pig hybrid? Chimera. <laughs> it should be, oh man, this is my D&D knowledge. What is it? A rock? R-O-K? That is like a giant eagle with a human face? Correct. Correct. Um, that's what they should have called them. <laughs> or that uh, Netflix movie, Okja, or whatever it is, about the super pigs. Oh yeah, which yeah, that Korean really movie. ties into kind of this whole episode. It does, yeah. And this also makes me think of the um, the like festering pig farms from uh, Outer Worlds. Yes. Yeah, the cysty pigs. Yeah, cysty yeah. pigs. There's just something about pigs and science that makes me think of infection. <laughs> Gross. You know, when I was a kid uh, in this unnamed place I live in, uh, there was a, a university that had cows, and those cows had plexiglass put into the sides of them, uh, and it had healed back, and you could go and watch their gastrointestinal systems work through a couple of portholes. Cool. And, yeah. Sick, sick cutaway cows. Yeah, really fascinating idea, and, like, so cruel to do to these poor cows. They're walking around with, you know, like... But I wonder if that's... I wonder, do you think we'll ever have, like... Uh, body bling, you know? Do you think there'll be, like, stuff we put on our bones? Because, like, in ancient cultures, there's a number that, upon burial, people added, you know, gilded gold and things like that to bones. Mm. It's not entirely unbelievable. So, to me, I just think of, like, the new grill is gonna be, like, a charm off your rib cage, and you put in a little <laughs> porthole, and see, everybody can see it. <laughs> that just makes me think of, like, Wolverine, like, plating your bones and metal. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... No, that's not vibranium. Uh, that's adamantium. Adamantium. That is a right. steel vibranium alloy. Uh, <laughs> you just opened a whole thing. Why would you? Why would you need to do anything to vibranium? Isn't it like the essence of all magic? It's it's the you best know, metal. Yeah, until this should, this should be. They're worse. like, what if we added steel to this? <laughs> and it made it better somehow. It didn't. Uh, but it also. Ask uh, the Mandalorians. <laughs> nobody agrees with that. Dude, Beskar bones. Um, <laughs> Just some Wolverine knowledge. Uh, it gave him heavy metal poisoning. <laughs> it did, yeah, that's uh, true. And that's what happened in Logan. That's why he loses his healing factor. That's true. But uh, no, when it comes to these pigs, again, huge ethics. Yeah. Um, animal rights questions yep. of, hey, you're growing pigs with human bodies or human insides. Yeah. Just for the sole purpose of being harvested. Yeah. So that's yeah. a huge ethics question. Um, and what they did was using CRISPR, uh, I believe they'd never really say, uh, but the organ they tested to try to make were pancreases. So they would go into the DNA, clip the part that, um, grew a pancreas and replaced it with human DNA to grow a pancreas to try to see if it would naturally respond to those human uh, cells. Like, yeah. And like, start look at like the cues or whatever i not dna so i don't know how it works <laughs> um, sequencing i believe is what it's called yeah i got like a b maybe a c <laughs> in biology um we need that little mascot from jurassic park the, the, the DNA, dna guy that's like hey how's it going um but it made it to where the pig's body was like all right time to start working on a pancreas 
it hit and it pulled out the IKEA plans and, and it just happened to a be pancreas? a human pancreas that the IKEA plans were for. How did I wonder how it? That's so. It's a weird idea to think that you could like clip an animal's organ off and be like, make a new one. Yeah, reminds me of. Uh, well, no. So it was while it was still an embryo. So okay. the pancreas wasn't already there. It hadn't developed yet. Yeah, it's so as the the pig was growing as an embryo, it when it came time to make the pancreas, it was like, all right, this is how we have to make it. It wasn't taking out the pig's pancreas and then being like, make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> do it uh, now. Which is how we do liver transplants, right? Well, yeah, it is, which is why I thought that was interesting because I was I was very curious as to how it sustained itself without a pancreas. Um, it doesn't. Okay. That is another one of the animal rights questions, the ethics yeah, questions. Yeah, because like, do you just take them all at once? Like, how, how many organs do you think you can grow in a single cysty pig? <sighs> I don't know. Um, that <laughs> reminds me of a really funny... We got a good one. It's got nine kidneys. Uh, a really funny article that I read that Sorry, was like a really letter mean. to the editor type thing. <laughs> um, and it was in a hunting magazine. I remember okay. reading this when I was a, a wee lad. But it said, uh, like, it was this lady writing in and she's like, Hunters disgust me. Um, you are killing animals for no reason. Uh, you guys always use... Oh, well, we use them for food as your justification. Why can't you just go to the grocery store and get meat where no animals are harmed? <laughs> and I love this idea of, like, slicing off of a cow yeah, yeah, for yeah. a steak. Like, kind of like a... Uh, well, those lobster restaurants where you get to, like, pick thing. which one you're going to murder. Yeah. You. You've been giving me a <laughs> shitty look the whole time. No, I like her concept because it makes me feel of, like... Like a rotisserie meat thing where you just carve a slice off, but the cow's still <laughs> like living and it just grows it back. Like, um, <laughs> it's El Pastor. It's just a giant El Pastor. <laughs> it's a big El Pastor that you cut off. Uh, the cow's fine, you know. Um, spoiler alert. Animals do die when you take their meat. <laughs> yeah, it turns out if you take a chunk of them, they're not going to make it through. But I wonder how far we are off of that. Yeah, that's a weird idea. Because yeah. I've seen things. I like 3D printers. I like food. Uh, have you seen the thing where they 3D printed a steak? I have, yeah. And it looked disgusting. It looked like weird lasagna and well, And then, you know, and then we could get into heme, too. So yeah, heme like is, impossible meat and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, for people who don't know, heme is the... So that's the protein heme's a protein right yes that they use uh in their vegetable patties so that they taste like meat the like blood thing you would think of when you think of beyond like the umami of like a rare steak what you're thinking of is that like blood we're predators we have a sensation for that so that yeah. heme is what makes that stuff taste so much more like meat which is which is wild it's you know we we talk a lot about the, the future obviously and today we've been talking about that but also i can't help but wonder if we're going to find anything um, as a lot of the stuff's thawing, you know, like those Russian worms that were 30,000 years old. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty terrifying. Out. So, well, you know, I do, as you're aware, I do a lot with climate change in, in mm -hmm. work. And like one of the things that scares me the most is, yeah, water levels and all of the tornadoes and hurricanes <laughs> and all the terrible things are scary. But what really scares me is the idea that like we might thaw out a crazy disease. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff that's still in there. Black Death could come out of that ice. Yeah. That's wild, you know? We, so, <laughs> Especially with this year, we don't need another deadly disease. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's crazy. Uh, another thing with the Chimera, or, yeah, Chimera research. Yes, yes. Which is so crazy to say. <laughs> um, one of the questions that were posed to them was, 
could these pigs become too human? Ooh, like man bear pig. Like could Pigsy. you could you make it to where all the organs are human DNA, like to map it out to grow? And the question they asked was, could it then potentially grow a human brain? Uh, dun dun dun! And what do you do if you have a pig with a human brain? Well, I have a thing you could do with a pig with a human brain. Uh, recreate a live-action version of Babe and Charlotte's Web. I've already thought about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think that they would fall in love with those two pigs? Oh, uh, it's the same pig for both movies. Oh, <laughs> nah, this is expensive research. We're reusing the same human pig. That'll do, pig. That'll um, do. The, the main scientist on this, um, Pablo Ross, he said, uh, we think there's a very low potential for it to grow a human brain, <laughs> but it's something we'll consider. We've always kind of said it was just too dumb to grow a brain. I mean, why couldn't it, though? It, that's the thing. I feel like it could. It's an interesting way of um, I mean, sort of researching brain development, too. Yeah. Know? Like, it does say a lot that you could, in theory. That could be cool. Okay, so obviously the main event of this podcast, the thing that most people are probably thinking about because we're not going to talk about Adrenochrome today. We'll talk about <laughs> it some other day. Uh, Neuralink. Neuralink's obviously like the the chip, Skynet. <laughs> They're coming for us. You know, I think that's probably the scariest of those. I, there's nobody who's listening to this that doesn't know what Neuralink is, but it's the four millimeter chip that Elon Musk says you should put in your brain to supercharge it. Yeah, uh, it's the gas station boner pill of the future. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, the the mental extends. Yeah, it's That's what it feels like to me. I don't know, it's a it's an interesting idea, you know, it's this what is Johnny Mnemonic was that that movie he has like a he has like a huge or, or they talk about the memory storage in his brain and you know, now we look at those numbers and we see terabytes and stuff. And yeah, the brain definitely operates at a lower uh, frequency now than most processors do. Our phones, our computers, this camera that's shooting this all shoot at a higher fre frequency than our brains operate at. That's true. That, yeah. that part's true. Um, I just don't, I wonder, we haven't had enough to play with. I, when I think of the human body and I think of what we're capable of, I think of incredible things, but it's always incremental. It takes time. Like the only way to do huge, major, massive tears, like in your quad or your tri or bicep, like stuff that's really hard to tear is if you're doing steroids. And that's because you can cause your body to heal the muscle faster than it can safely grow. So it never really bonds tight enough and then you can run into problems. Yeah. I see the same kind of problem that my immediate thought is, okay, brain, brain is muscle. If we supercharge muscle, what happens to the rest of the body? And my concern is that while you... And there's nothing to back this up. I want to make it clear. All this is all unsubstantiated because this is new ground. Yeah. But my immediate thought is how much can the brain take? Yeah. I think it's easy to look at it now and be like, oh, it could do so much more. Could it? Prove it. Yeah. Uh, well, that... <laughs> that very false claim that movies love to add where it's like you only use 10% of your yeah, brain which is not no you use all of it yep. otherwise why is it there yeah you just don't use it all at the same time yeah, yeah. Um, my big issue is because you don't need to <laughs> yeah my big issue is with the Neuralink is again my big issue with a lot of things capitalism yeah uh, like ad revenue they gonna start 
sneaking ads into your peripheral vision. Oh, yeah. Well, we can get into the commercial downsides for sure because those are tremendous. Uh, you know, like beyond it possibly burning your brain up entirely. Uh, yeah. Which we can come back to. But, yeah, I mean, the the first thing I think is brain's a muscle. What's going to happen to the rest of the body? Next thing I think is, okay, well, if that's okay, then we think about the systems of how this works. Yeah. What's the security like? You're going to... Okay. So we all, well, maybe we don't all know, but here's a little fun fact. Tesla is very easy to hack, very easy to get into a Tesla. They're not well known for their safety records. They're not exactly well known for their AI records. Well, at least the company's well known for their ethics. (laughs) Yeah, they are such an ethical company. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I think the man drilled a couple holes under a city and figured he can do it to your brain. I just, I don't know. I think it's fine to want... Uh, a world where humans are capable of more sophisticated thought, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But I don't know that... I mean, he's... We're just talking about computation times. And to me, the interesting idea, beyond superficial things, like Neuralink, how it would immediately benefit me in my day-to-day life is hard to say because I would still need that information to access. I would still need the memory to be able to get to it. I would, and I know that it would help with those things, but it doesn't immediately necessarily help with memory. It helps with processing because that's effectively what it is. It's like overclocking your brain. Yeah. So I don't, I worry that the benefits that it allegedly brings in no way outweigh the vulnerabilities, the bombardment of ads, the tracking, the, you know, like, People, I know we both hear it plenty, but the people who lament that they would never get a chip aren't just anti-maskers. They're not anti-vaxxers. They're pretty normal people. I think I would have to take a couple days to consider whether or not I really wanted to do something like that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems, it's to me, it doesn't seem as attractive. It seems like, what's this going to do for you? Well, your reaction time will be faster. Okay, my reaction time will be faster. Can my body physically move faster because my reaction time is faster? No. Oh, no, I don't have the elasticity evolved into my muscles and into my ligaments to be able to move as fast as my brain can because there's a steroid inside my brain. But then you run into the issue of... What if your brain kind of tricks your body to think it does? And yeah, you're going to get hurt. You overextend or uh, it kind of bypasses things that causes your body to atrophy. Yeah. Uh, one of the big things that I would be terrified of is, like you said, security reasons. What if someone could just click on in there and just, like, make it to where I forget to do the involuntary stuff? Yeah. Like breathe. Yeah. yeah, like forgetting to breathe. Like, you know, like someone's just what like, is the sec- off. What's the security clearance for hungry? Yeah. You know, like it's, there's a lot of that. There's, you know, and then some of the response to that has been, well, humans won't be in charge of it. AI will be in charge of it. Oh, cool. okay. <laughs> yeah, but then we get into, Well, you that know. just takes all my anxiety of it yeah, away. Yeah, that's like a month's worth of content for it's, us. But it's not like anyone made movies or anything. Yeah. How that's bad. Yeah, the Wachowski sisters definitely didn't make a fantastic sci-fi classic about exactly yeah. this. That still gets referenced constantly about the thing that's happening while it's happening. Uh, just thinking about the Matrix reminds me of that article you sent me. Which? Uh, where it's kanji. The, the code. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The code in the Matrix Make is just different manga kanji. looking. <laughs> because they wanted it manga looking. Yeah. They're all sushi recipes. <laughs> they are. They yeah. are all, in fact, sushi recipes in Japanese. That's okay. It looks sick and everybody knew it. It looks so cool. They weren't wrong. It looked cool. No, they weren't. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think there's... Uh, I, I don't know that the... I think my my thoughts are that I don't know that the I don't know that 
the good outweighs the bad. It took me three times to say it. <laughs> but I really don't. You know, I, I worry more than... What if it shorts out? What if... Uh, I think about the problems that we have, or that have we've had to get over with pacemakers yeah, to get to where we're at now, and I wonder if this chip wouldn't be the same thing. I wonder how effective it would be for Alzheimer's or for dementia, because if, if it just deals with your processing power and it doesn't stop the brain from breaking down... Then, yeah, it's not fixing the issue. Yeah, what if it makes it worse? What if it gives you hyper-dementia? Yeah, well, it's... What if you can telepathically make other people forget? <laughs> that... I'm so confused! What's that... going on? That makes me also want to think that... It's like when uh, Professor X, when he... <laughs> Speaking of Logan, yeah. when he's fucking dying, it oh, hurts everybody. When he, when he have the, has the seizures, when he has seizures and it's causing... Yeah. Um, That's what's gonna thing, happen. <laughs> my big thing is, like, what if you run in do you need an external hard drive for your brain yeah like yeah. you're like ah uh, you go to a party and you're like ah oh, what's that person's name and then you like have a duffel bag and you're rifling through you're like and uh, we used to joke about rolodexes and now you like actually legit got to have it you got an sd card for everybody um fuck i lost my mom's sd card <laughs> when's her birthday <laughs> uh, didn't back it up <laughs> Well, yeah, because what if, you know, like, Neuralink is definitely designed for processing power, but definitely, you know, like, memory stuff, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, I have this, I I have this terrifying picture in my mind when I think about these sort of things that I see a world where somebody has to, everything's a service now. Like, we don't buy records anymore. Now we just listen to Spotify. We don't go to the movie store anymore we just use netflix like everything's a service which is fine that's just how we function and it's not like i don't use those services but i can't help but wonder is at some point couldn't life become a service like what if your memories were behind a paywall what if every Man. month you had to pay 15 dollars, or you just didn't get your life anymore uh <laughs> And Which, then that's when you got to think of, like, the evil side of this. Like, how yeah. could this be used for evil? Well... You could torture a human being with it. That makes me think of... There's a there's a pretty good Amazon show, um, which is kind of really Bezos versus Musk. Um, that's called Upload, and it's mm -hmm. uh, talking about this whole idea of when you die... Like, you know you're going to die right before you die. Your consciousness is uploaded to this cloud, kind of like the San Junipero yeah. Black Mirror thing. Well, that comes up a lot in Black Mirror, yeah. But uh, the thing in the show that the Black Mirror episode doesn't really talk about, um, there are people that can't pay for the service, so they get, like, two gigs at a time, like, a month. And so they're just going about their business. If their two gigs are up... They go gray, and they're stationary until the next month. So what if that happens with your brain? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, like a cell in, phone plan, like... Well, Black Mirror, you're allowed to, you know, because of the neural implants they have, you can block people, you can physically yeah, block people. Yeah, you can, people. like, like... And that, to out. me, is dangerous, because, like, I I worked in bars for a long time, and I know that telling somebody who's got their mindset on something otherwise can be tough and what i mean by that is that's a graceful way to say that when you're drunk as shit i'm kicking you out the door yeah sometimes it's really hard for that not to turn into warfare even if you're being really nice even if you're not being physical if you're just being like because it's embarrassing it's you know whatever it can cause you to feel a way i wonder if you could physically block somebody you know like i if someone's stalking you unfortunately you have very few options to keep them away yeah which means that Sometimes we still see that get 
very bad. Yes. You know, people do terrible things because they get cut out of a little bit of somebody's life. I wonder what it would be like if somebody was entirely, like, physiologically cut out of your life. You know? It's it's a scary idea it it, is. to think about what the consequences of that sort of... Because it's, it's an interesting approach to cruelty, and it's an, it's an odd way to think about it, I suppose. But, yeah, what if you could block people? What if you can... That so the what if you run out of money? What if you can't afford to have a brain? What if you know? Yeah, I uh, I just had. What if they weird... sold different bandwidths? That's why we need to protect net neutrality because it's going to be it's neural be neutrality. Yeah. Protect neural neutrality. We're no, calling it now. <laughs> that just caused me to have like a weird Jimmy Neutron brain blast uh, <laughs> of an article I read. I think two years ago at this point because you said kind of like you could torture someone with yeah. it, um, and I was reading this article. Didn't think I'd talk about this today, so I'm rusty on this topic. Uh, there was a chemical being researched to put into prisoners to make their perception of time seem way longer. So they could be in solitary for a week, but with this chemical, it could make it feel like millennia. Ketamine. Works great. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's another thing. What if someone were to tap into your neural link yeah. and make your perception of time different? What if they just turned your ears off? What if they turned your ears up? What if they <laughs> took the gain <laughs> to your ears and cranked it? What yeah. if, which we've all done to a friend, they tapped in with their phone via Bluetooth and started playing porn sounds? Yeah, well, and that's, you know, that's a funny way to think about it, but it's, you know, like, you could implant thoughts into someone's head. Like, yeah. quite directly implant them into someone's head. And... Because what did he say? Didn't he say that you could play Spotify in your head? Yeah, you could play music, like, tooth tunes. Which is so strange <laughs> to me, because, yeah, they've tried that before, and it never works, because music... I, I challenge everyone right now to think of a word. Think of yourself then saying that word, and then say it aloud. All three of those instances are going to be quite different. And yeah. From expectation to experience hearing a song in my head is not nearly as fun as hearing it out loud and allowing it to like reverberate and for it to be an experience and i can't help but wonder that that other than being terrible yeah would leave you open to vulnerabilities if i can play spotify in my head i can play anything in my head and yeah maybe to the average person that's no big deal but my entire life i was a teenage malcontent on the internet i know how to do all kinds of stupid things that people shouldn't be doing with their time, but that's how people spend their time, especially when they're bored and they're capable. People are going to get hacked. Teens are going to yeah. be hacking people left and right. And if you don't think they're not going to work towards it, you're out of your mind. It's the same people who probably think that their credit card information isn't currently available on a very top-level dark web site for $5. Yeah. Like, these things already exist. It's the people... You know, it's an interesting idea, the chip. It's an interesting time to introduce it because... Not that I just make that sound like it's a global conspiracy. Like, haha, they now is the what time. What an interesting time. Yeah, ascension. No, but it's an odd coincidence because I think we're becoming so familiar with the notion of constantly being tracked through our phones. And like, you hear people constantly, everybody our age makes a joke about my NSA guy. There's this fatalistic approach to like yeah. how you're probably being surveilled. And I wonder, I don't know, how far does that bow? bend before it breaks how True. how much leniency do we have for the like cynics that are like oh yeah well i got a chip they always know where i am y yes exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's i don't know like you said it'd probably take me a while to decide if i'd want one or not i don't think i could do it. i think i could live without the convenience you know it's yeah like, it's like oh cool cool it's gonna help me think of things faster and play music 
Well, I'll just, you know, I don't know, not drink and yeah. have a pair of Bluetooth headphones. Boom, problem solved. Yeah, there, I did it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. I just think that, yeah, and I think probably it'll be a different strokes thing for a long time, but the problem with different strokes things is they have a tendency to then have enough room to become mandatory things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it gives me superpowers, though. Yeah, well, fuck. If he's like, I'll put this chip in your brain and it'll make you shoot lasers out of your eyes, I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing it. Zero chance Elon Musk has any desire of giving anybody else abilities. The dude can't even grow hair. There's not a chance. His superpower is Propecia. He has no desire. He's got neural plugs. Yeah, I was going to say, do you, think, do you think they're tiny little antenna? His hair implants are all little antenna. For yeah, well, he is a robot, so. He, I mean, he certainly seems like one. I think Grimes could probably confirm that. Yeah, well, all right. You got anything else to add? before we close up the show before now that we're done making fun of elon musk and his dumb ambitions and his weird emerald blood money yeah. um, i bet he has emerald blood i bet if you cut him open he's dark green yeah he has the the body mods that we were talking about earlier the the gold gilded bones he's got emerald blood emerald blood and gold bones <laughs> when he when he needs to tap some more money when uh tesla stocks go on he 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 cuts his finger open and puts it over a strainer, and it catches emeralds. <laughs> and he puts it back into his body. He's like, oh, time to go to the jewelry store. No, if it was the <laughs> Musk family, they'd cut open somebody else. The emeralds would come out. And His mom looks like a supervillain. Because <laughs> they are supervillains. They villains. are supervillains. Yeah. I feel like his mom's going to marry Jeff Bezos, and they're going to be a supervillain family. Bezos looks like such a supervillain, but he also just looks like a 50-year-old dude trying to stay in decent shape. And I kind of feel for him, because he's probably... I don't... Allow me to rephrase. I don't ever, for any reason, empathize with Jeff Bezos. I just don't have to. I wonder how hard it is to live with all that money. Is it hard that everybody thinks you're Lex Luthor? Yeah. That video of him with the, the robotic <laughs> yeah, arms didn't robot. help. Well, that guy wants to be a supervillain. And if he doesn't want to be a supervillain, he should, because we're fine with it, clearly. Yeah, we all know it's coming, dude. Just take the final step. Just take the final step. He's a closeted supervillain. It's like... We all know we support you. We just want you to get on with it already. I, I think he kind of looks like if a ball sack wished to be a real boy. Does, yeah, yeah. Like a testicular Pinocchio. <laughs> That's the name of my band. Boom, did it. <laughs> we Couldn't did. finish the episode. All right, I'm all good. <laughs> we can go now. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, we'll be back next week. And we're talking about, uh, we're going to talk about Black Friday. We're going to talk about, we talked about Black Mirror today. We'll talk about Black Friday next week. Uh, sort of altruism for sport. The idea of, it's been a, it's been a poor year. We're going into a, a rich season. We're going to kind of talk about the conflict between those two things. But thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week, guys. Bye.